Hey friends, welcome to Death and a Butterfly. I'm your host, Carrie. Join me as we delve into a broad spectrum of topics, including, but not limited to, spirituality and well-being. Sharing knowledge for the modern journeyer, welcome to the thought process. Glad you're here and we can resonate together. Please like and subscribe to stay updated. And if you enjoy what you hear, please share with someone you love. As a spiritual alignment coach, soulpreneur, and mother of two, my guest this week, Melanie, helps individuals work through blocks and challenges held in the conscious and subconscious mind. 24 months ago, she started her personal development journey, which helped ignite her inner fire. In the last few months, she has completely readjusted her life to realign with her inner truth and allow herself to live from a place of love, freedom, and inner peace. The realignment brought many changes, challenges, hard conversations, and tears. And for each one of those hard and terrifying risks taken, each one was worth the rewards. Melanie practices spiritual response therapy, SRT, which effectively identified and cleared blocks and negative energies stored within her energetic field making a profound impact on her spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical well-being. Melanie defines alignment as igniting the connection between your heart, body, and mind to establish a cohesive bond to your authentic self. So let's get into it. We constantly run into different relationships in order to seek something that in the end it's actually seeking what's within us. Mm, Yeah, like something that you haven't found within yourself Mm -hmm. yet, that you're seeking for like external validation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and, and, and just, or just you're feeding the belief that you're not enough unless somebody else needs you. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, so instead of going into other relationships, if you're a giver and you're going into a new relationship with somebody when you haven't even found what you need and how to love yourself, mm-hmm. you're actually entering a new relationship to take away from that person. You're, you're actually taking, especially if you're a person who gives and supports or mm-hmm. whatever, you're actually taking from the other person because you're just bringing your shit with you, you know? Yeah. And it's, yeah. I don't know. There, there's a hundred and one things we could talk about right now. Really, <laughs> let's be honest. Well, let's get into it. What specifically um, is on your mind in terms of that, like running into next relationships, or like, is it specific to yourself, or is it just in general that you find that you're encountering with people, mm-hmm. or? Well, people are. Nobody knows how to be by themselves. Nobody. Like, no, people fear being by themselves. <laughs> even, even just, they're sitting at home and, and 
even going onto social media mm-hmm. is feeding the need of not being by yourself. A hundred percent. Not allowing your mind to just be free to feel and, and your heart to feel, for your soul to feel, just for you just to be. And then when it's like, I don't have anybody to love or nobody's going to love me. Well, who's loving you? Are you even doing the things that you want for yourself? How many times do you say, oh, I'm going to do this for myself today. Or I have a plan to do this today. This is what I really want. And somebody calls and says, hey, you want to do this? Hey, you want to blah, blah, blah. Hey, you want to watch a show? And all of a sudden, everything that you had planned for yourself that day, gone. You let it go. Every time you let go of your plan, your idea, your thing that you want to do for yourself, you add on another stroke of disappointment in myself. I'm not worthy enough to even have a bath tonight. I am not worthy enough of myself to keep an agreement that I am going to go to bed early tonight because I'm so tired and so exhausted that I really need this today. Mm-hmm. Every time that you, you don't hold that commitment to yourself and you hold a commitment to somebody else, you just took away a piece of your worthiness. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like you're consistently like giving away your power, even mm-hmm. though it was never something you could give away in the first place, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. right? And I think there's a very subtle art of saying no. Um, and I said no a lot when I was younger. I found when I got to the age where I started to like be in relationships, I didn't stick to my own boundaries of saying no. And it's interesting that you do say that like in terms of I guess even like social media is like you're almost looking for some sort of external validation and like all those likes so you're not alone that's right so I'm even finding that like as much as like I don't want to be on social media like I kind of want to take a break from it but then there's also like the business side of it too so I'm like oh what is the fine line here right so and then you get on to do the business thing. <laughs> and then, well, then there's a really good reel that comes up and, well, that's really funny. <laughs> and then the next one comes up and, well, that's really fun too. Oh, well, that was really inspirational. I'm going to share that. And then you're down like a rabbit hole like an hour later and you're like, did I do any work at all? <laughs> yeah. I've been there. So in terms of, I guess, self-worth and self-love, how do we differentiate that for ourselves instead of looking for it in other people? First of all, straight up, commit to the agreements you make to yourself. Are you worthy enough of going to bed early? <laughs> That's a big one. Or, or, or being on time just to be, like, you know, how many times have we said, I'm going to be on time, I'm going to be early, and then you show up with the seconds to, to, to spare, and you're frazzled, you're not grounded, and you're like, damn it, like, why didn't I, 
I set to myself to leave early. Mm-hmm. Why? It's you, you actually have all these inner knowings and we choose to not listen. Mm-hmm. We choose to, to well, I'm going to do one last thing. Is that one last thing really worth you, your frazzledness, taking away your groundedness, your preparedness, your moment to just breathe before going in so that you can show up as your strong, authentic self? Mm-hmm. That's huge. Because it's almost like when you, you're just like, oh, I have 15 minutes to do this before I have to leave. Mm-hmm. And then it's like you end up making yourself late. And then... You're right, instead of being grounded, you're in your head and you're all frazzled and it's like, how do you calm yourself down from that in order to actually get to a space where I guess you're open and able to communicate properly with everyone else, say if it's a meeting or whatever it is, right? It's like, how many times do you show up like five or 10 minutes even late and you're like, oh my God, I hate being late. And it's kind of like, the snowball effect of it throughout <laughs> right. right and and just keeping your you if you're making an agreement keep it and if you need to renegotiate your agreement sure but you know we don't even keep we don't keep if we can't keep agreements to ourselves are we gonna be able to keep agreements to others like truthfully authentically keep agreements like how many times I can tell my kids, hey, I'm, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sign you guys up in something or we're going to go to the park or we're going to do this and the, the next in, in a day or two. And I don't follow through. I have broken the agreement with my kids. When my kids see me break agreements with other people saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this or, or, or mom's going to do this for herself today and then she doesn't do it. I model to them. Do you see? Mm-hmm. I breaking agreements is not an issue. I can break agreements to others. I can break agreements to myself. Um, it's it's not in standing in integrity either. Mm-hmm. If we're not even starting with these things, keeping agreements, mm-hmm. how are we supposed to keep agreements in a relationship when we're getting tested in, well, I need you today, or the kids need you, or, or I need you to do this, can you drop everything? If you can't stand to your partner and say I'm sorry I I can't help you in the way that you need because I uh, this is my plan today mm-hmm. you can't be in a relationship because every time that you break your agreement to yourself to fulfill the need in a relationship mm-hmm. each time in there you build resentment with that person you build self um, you take away worthiness from yourself and you build resentment with that other person because as it builds you're like i always give myself up for everybody else mm-hmm. you guys are always taking from me i never have time for me nobody's listening to me mm-hmm. yeah because you haven't learned how to keep an agreement to yourself so how are you even keeping agreements for other people or showing up for people willingly and wantingly if you're taking away from you, you're showing up for that person, but you're not doing it 100%. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you're already, I guess, like that low on your energy or what you've given away, it's almost like, I don't want to say there's a, like expectation for them to give back, but it's almost just like you feel like they've taken that from you. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, okay, well, what was the point of that? Or... 
I find it interesting that you say that because like for myself I've basically been single for the last year mm -hmm. and I think in that time like yes I've gone on a few dates and stuff but it's just like I don't think that that is the focus for myself and I think that has been the big thing of this last year is to like really understand my self-worth and my self-love and the importance of like time by myself because my last relationship was so codependent that it was like we almost had an expectation that we needed to give these things to each other and it's like when we weren't able to then it put like a huge like damper on things and then it would just cause a huge fight and then it was like little things would add up and then it would just be an even bigger problem so I think it's super important to be able to understand how to be by yourself and then when you're comfortable with that then you can start seeking that out but I don't know I think until you actually have that and what you say is like if you're breaking agreements with yourself you can't fully show up for other people and I'll even tell myself because I still struggle with it I'll be like okay I'm gonna do reading tonight before bed and then I'll get into something else and I'm like oh and then I'm like, well, that, that'll happen tomorrow. And then it's like, you keep kind of like putting it off, putting it off. And then it's like, does anything ever really get done then to you? And then what else are you going to be putting off in the rest of your life? And then you're like, see, like I tried reading. I just couldn't get into it. And then all this, you're just building shame. And mm -hmm. like, I'm not able to, like, it's not. Like, when you said, I'm going to read that spark in you wasn't just like just some idea that just floated into you it was your soul being like you need to read this mm -hmm. is this is what you need that's why it it sparked such interest in you and such desire mm -hmm. and such want that's the thing the things that we truly desire we put to the side all the time we hear it we feel it and we're like okay but okay, but, mm -hmm. okay, I'll get it tomorrow. But then when we actually pick up the thing we do, I'm like, that was freaking amazing. Mm -hmm. oh, I'm <laughs> so glad I did that. So true, because it's usually something that it's like you were reading and you kind of needed that specific piece of information at that time. 100%. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so good. Right? So we need to start listening to those inner... Um, jolts of, of information and, and energy and take time to listen and take action in them not that is your intuition talking to you your 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 higher self the person that knows the best for you without anything attached when it sparks you inside those are messages of if you do this right now you're gonna have it's it's gonna be amazing mm -hmm. I think that's probably the most difficult part though because we've been like so conditioned not to trust ourselves. <laughs> no, we can trust CNN, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's like you have been conditioned to go outwards mm -hmm. and seek validation and seek answers from everyone else. It's mm -hmm. like even if you're like looking at a specific piece of clothing is like you try it on then it's like you send a picture to your friend because it's like i don't know if this looks good like tell me if it looks good or not kind of thing and it's like that right there is a small piece of not trusting yourself but it's like the fact that you did that is already kind of reconditioning that portion that like you don't 
-hmm. like value your own opinion mm -hmm. so I think that's huge that it's like even just getting back into not necessarily always listening to inner dialogue but it's like even if say you're driving in a specific direction and you have some sort of like inclination that you're like okay I need to turn right here mm -hmm. even though that's not the way you always go but it's like say you do turn right and you get to wherever you need to get just on time say you took the regular way instead of turning what if there was an accident there and then you were late but it's like we don't necessarily listen to even like those little jolts that you're like oh like I'm so glad that I took that direction today so I think that's super interesting that you would say that because yeah as far as that is concerned like we don't lean into our intuition as much as we should and i say should as we could <laughs> you know uh ever since i was a kid i would look at motorcycles mm -hmm. and i was like oh, i love them <laughs> I, I every time a motorcycle would pull up i'm like i need one i'm gonna have one when i'm older i'm getting a bike so all my life i'm getting a bike and it's coming to the age that i can get myself a bike can't get a bike it's too dangerous you're gonna die what are you talking about you can't have a cruiser how are you gonna lift that that's too dangerous for you blah 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 blah, blah. okay all the shit <laughs> so then i at one top point in my life i was ready to buy a scooter because that's how desperate i was to get my butt on a bike i was gonna drive a scooter i couldn't get myself to do it i couldn't like woman you do not belong on there that is not you. That's like saying, hey, you want some dessert? Yeah, I'd love that big piece of chocolate cake. And somebody says, mm, I know, that's, that looks really good. But here's a chocolate chip instead. <laughs> okay? That's how I felt. So I was like, no, I'm not getting the scooter. Screw it. Then I became a mother and, and I was married and I was like, my husband, my ex-husband, hey, I'm making a bike. He said, yeah. that's really dangerous, Mel. You're a mother now. You have children. Like, you have to think about this. Oh, yeah, okay. Yes, I'm a mother. <laughs> children can't do it. And obviously, like, what was I possibly thinking? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but guess what? I got nobody telling me what I can do, what I cannot do. And listen, this biker mama has been inside for way too long. And it's time for her to get her bike and start cruising the streets in her bike and her tattoos. <laughs> and you know what? I can't deny my soul anymore. Coming I... summer of 2021. <laughs> Biker Mel. <laughs> Straight up. There's no, and, and, and why I feel so strongly about it is because I've always felt so strongly about it. And every time I told myself no, why? For somebody else's opinion about me being on a bike. Because in my truth, my truth is, I believe that the day that I will die will be the day that I will die. So if I'm scheduled to die on July 27th at 2053, whether it's from the bike 
or some virus mm. or or I just like I don't know whatever the freak happens to me mm-hmm. I'll take it and if I die on my bike then I know that I died in the most happiest place I could be that's the thing they keep telling me I might die I might die but if I die I will die fucking happy yes <laughs> I love that so do you boo I think that's so so important what are you um, feeling inside and I think that really ties in to even the things that I talked about um, in the last few episodes in terms of like boundaries and like other people's perceptions or their projections of what you should and should not do and it's like at what point do you stop taking all of the outer noise and just listen to what you need to on the inside because you are right every day every day is a life and death process Mm-hmm. Like there's little old pieces of you that die every time you go to bed and you wake up and you have a different way of thinking about certain things. Mm-hmm. And I think that is probably a huge, huge point to touch on because when you finally go and take the things that you want to is when you actually start living. Because if we're consistently living in fear, if we're consistently making ourselves small, and just not living up to that potential. Like, yeah, I could get in some sort of accident walking out my front door. I could have any number of issues, but I'm not gonna sit here and worry about that specific day or time. I think timelines are consistently changing Mm -hmm. based on the trajectory or what we choose to make of our lives. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, it could be from a motorcycle. It could be from getting in to the bus and some sort of other accident happens like you know like it's Mm -hmm. like you just never really know and there's nothing i guess that can really change that if you're consistently living in that fear so tattoos and bikes are coming (laughs) my soul is gonna be riding into the sunset happy as can be tattooed all the way up Breaking all the walls down. Do it. Rebirthing. Mm-hmm. I'm turning 40. It's happening. There's a new Mel coming to town. I'm excited. <laughs> Move over. Then <laughs> you know, and, and and in order to break free from from our, our our from everything that we're struggling with is to remove all the masks. I think I I posted that just recently is. There's this mask of everything's perfect and everything is unicorn, unicorn and fluff dust, and and this and that. However, when we actually remove the mask and all the the ways that we portray ourselves to be, mm-hmm. when we take away the need to please everybody else, that's actually when we are free. Mm-hmm. The thing is, we think we are free from everybody's comments or judgments or this and that if we play the role that they need us to play yeah. or present the way that they need to present or we don't say how we feel or in that moment, in that conversation where you're like, well, I have something to add to that, but you're scared of what people think of you or your perception of them. Yeah. The thing is, is remaining closed and, and, and not presenting your true self actually makes you feel it actually puts you in a jail. 
-hmm. And you're only free when you present yourself to the world. And when you present yourself to the world and who you are and stand in that, then the person that you're going to attract your friendships and your, your partnerships and mentors and, and in uh, careers and things like that mm-hmm. will actually be attracted to you for exactly who you are and what you need because that is what you're presenting. If you're walking around with all these masks presenting as somebody else, then you will <laughs> present to you all the people that are misaligned with you because you're not even showing up aligned. Yeah, yeah. It's like you're putting on all these different masks and that's exactly what you're calling in. So it's like, for me specifically, I'm gonna say basically from like my late teens, early 20s, I had a lot of undealt with traumas and I didn't realize how many masks I actually wore and in all of my relationships I just called in people that hadn't healed parts of themselves and it was just like reflecting back and forth to each other and it was just like a whole muddle of shit the whole time and I was like why do I keep getting these kind of relationships and so like this year I actually like sat back and like deeply reflected and got to the point that I was like oh I don't love myself oh I'm not comfortable being by myself oh, this, this, and this, I thought I had dealt with, but I actually haven't. And I'm like, oh, I was like, this makes so much more sense. And so now that I've like gotten to that point, I'm just like, okay, I'm calling in some of these relationships now that are essentially like direct reflections of what I want out of life and where I'm going. And I would even say case in point, like you and I, Mm -hmm. like I had no idea you and I were in the same like shamanism course and that we were on like the same like, trajectory of like spirituality Mm -hmm. but it's like I would have never met you unless I hadn't started mentorship with Torian and even like Rodolfo like we're all in the same Mm -hmm. like trajectory so I'm like I find it super interesting that it's like we all kind of like connected at like I guess the point that we did 100% I I, honestly I've been through a hell of a December And I think about if I still had the people around me that I had two years ago, my outcome could have been totally different. Even the way I managed it, the way I thought about it and and I I worked every day through was a totally different me, a totally different way of doing it. And again, the people that I chose to let in were people who were aligned with what I needed and what I wanted and, and what I wanted for the future and I got what I, I got because of that because mm-hmm. I was in full alignment two years ago I said that my word was freedom that this is what I sought inside of me and and I wanted freedom freedom of judgment of others of of my own self to just get out of my own way freedom to be what I want, love who I want, do whatever I want, buy a freaking motorcycle if I want. (laughs) Freedom! Yes. Freedom to speak (laughs) and say what I feel and not be afraid that somebody is going to take it wrong. Freedom to open up to somebody and say, I'm sorry, that actually doesn't work for me. I, I, I can't do this anymore. No, thank you. I still have love for you, but this doesn't work anymore. Just having these authentic relationships. However, then I got... I had to really learn deep 
the lesson of freedom and I attracted because I wasn't fully living free I attracted a relationship that taught me how to really feel free and own myself unapologetically knowing that I'm a good person I lead with heart and I want to do amazing things with this world mm -hmm. like not with this world but like help people right and yeah. support people and so I wasn't fully free so that was very loud and apparent when I made the choice to leave and I found this place I'm now living in and I had these two wonderful boys helping me move in and the one comes up to me and says, Mel, you will not freaking believe where you're living at right now. Like the name of this air, like this complex. I'm like, dude, what is it? He goes, it's called Freedom Gardens. <laughs> I'm like, Freedom Gardens? Where freedom grows? You're telling me I just moved in. Like my whole life is in, in, in not my whole life, because I had gotten the order in 10 days. I left my partner, in 14 days I had neck surgery, I left my partner, I had a, only a part-time job, I found a full-time job, a house to live in, put up a Christmas tree and had the place ready in 14 days just before Christmas. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is that when I heard that the place I moved into was called Freedom Gardens, it was a, a direct sign, a divine guided sign to show me do you see what it's like mm -hmm. to actually own that word freedom that you claimed two years ago because two years ago you claimed it and you started walking it mm -hmm. and then mm, there was some layers of you that still need to be pulled back because you you were still people pleasing there were still you were still attracting people yeah. that needed needed you felt needed you and you again gave yourself away, mm -hmm. and you weren't stepping along. You were, you were, you were stepping along the things you wanted, but not fully. Yeah, you were letting your energy being depleted. Man, when you're allowing your energy to be depleted, like sucked away by people, you're also taking away your power. You're, you're also um, not in alignment, and you're giving your freedom away. Yeah, I wasn't owning it, and then. I made huge, crazy-ass changes in a, in a few weeks. And there it was. It's like the universe was like, there you go, girl. There you go. Now you can live in Freedom Gardens. And let's watch this freedom grow and blossom. Because you are now in alignment with where you need to be. I love that. I feel like that's like a complete parallel to what I've been doing over the last two years too. So I think it's funny that it's almost just like these tests get put in your way to see if you've learned how to embody what you are saying embody, yes. you are mm -hmm. um, and whether your actions match your words. A hundred percent. Like, like not just halfway here, halfway there. Like your soul's like, uh-uh. Yeah. You need to learn this a hundred percent. Yeah, like not just a little bit, yeah. not just dip your toe in, like you're going full <laughs> submerge in there. And I think that's like huge because I, I started a business in September um, and my business partner was actually my ex-boyfriend's mom. 
and I mm. found throughout the process that I still hadn't learned my lessons from being in a partnership with him. So there was something that I needed to learn from her mm -hmm. and it was a lesson that I did not learn in terms of boundaries and standing up for myself and not making myself small. And so when I finally got out of that partnership, it was almost like, okay, okay, you're <laughs> learning. Good job. And so now I'm getting back into alignment, but it definitely took those series of events of me stepping into what I was trying to manifest. Cause I'm like, I am surrounded by people that respect me and essentially openly communicate and and that's not what I was like getting myself into so I was like okay I was like I need to actually sit back and like look at some of these things so yeah very interesting that you're like okay I needed to embody that further and I needed to learn those lessons and I needed to go through that not that it was happening to you but it was happening for you in mm -hmm. order for you to grow 100%. and like actually step into what you wanted to match your actions to right yeah. so Definitely huge. And you're really not going to get what you truly want until you actually, you know, the, 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 you know, your wishes can be delivered, but then you're like, why is it when I manifest things or, or I ask for things, I get delivered, but just half ash or, or not all the way, or there's always like stuff attached to it or, or, or it's just not how you saw it. The thing is, if you're only living half-ass your shit you're gonna get you're gonna manifest half-ass shit yeah you gotta get specific with that specific and, and sometimes it. it comes back to bite you in your ass too you're like oh, i should have been a lot more specific right. <laughs> so it's all about embodying which i, I love that word embodying yes mm -hmm. yeah i think it's definitely like when you're getting into that alignment, when you are truly living up to exactly what you are saying that you want out of things. And I think that definitely does come with the time of being by yourself. Because from basically the time you're born, you're never alone. You don't actually have the time to understand yourself per se because people are throwing their expectations on you of how you should act act like a lady or you need to dress a certain way or you need to have this bow in your hair and these frilly socks and wear this dress and like stuff like that and it's like as you grow older it's like you learn to try and I guess make yourself smaller people please in that regard because you want people to like you and then it's that vicious cycle until you actually finally decide okay like what do I want who am I and I think that was huge for me because last year specifically, um, my partner and I tried to be friends. And at one point he tried to throw like an expectation of how he like thought he saw me as. And I literally <laughs> dead ass said to him, I was like, you don't know me. <laughs> I was like, I didn't even fucking know myself. So I was like, you don't know me. <laughs> right? But also, how do we expect people to treat us the way we want them to treat us or how we need if we don't even know what we need? Yeah, I think that's huge is we just need to start showing up for ourselves. Mm -hmm. We need to take that time to read that book mm -hmm. or go to bed early mm -hmm. or take that bath, do that self-care, whatever mm -hmm. that may look like, whether that's showing up for like 10 minutes of exercise and taking care of your body that way. Mm -hmm. like whatever it is like 
we've gotten so far away from ourselves that it's all about everyone else. Dude, do you seriously think we've gone so far away from ourselves? Or is it we're breaking free from the belief that it's shameful to take time for ourselves? She's blowing it wide open, folks. <laughs> but if you think about, I don't know, 3,000 years ago, mm -hmm. people were always together. Families lived together, they shared rooms, they shared beds, they, 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 you know, there's been, we've been living the life of the patriarch for how many years? And it's about, if you take time for yourself, then you're, especially for women, mm -hmm. if you take time for yourself, that's selfish. Or, or like, why do you need time for yourself? Or like, how much time do you really need? Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll go have a bath. People knocking at the door. Um, uh, oh, so you want to take a trip, like for three days by yourself? Oh, why? Like, do you not love us? Like, what's wrong with us? And then all of a sudden, you're thinking, well, no, like I, I love you. I just, uh, well, you don't want me to go with you. Well, what's wrong? Well, no, like, okay, why don't we get go away together? What the hell? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're not even free to eat what you want. You're not free to to do anything. Us going to take even if you sit in the car for ten minutes, you're like, well, why just sit in the car for ten minutes? Yo, I just wanted some time to myself. Well, what's wrong? No, what? Nothing's wrong. I, I just have you ever sat in silence? <laughs> do you, do, you know what? It's actually kind of nice. Yeah, we we're even if there's silence. Ask some people; they'll say, "I can't handle silence." If there's silence in the house, I turn on the TV just for background noise. How many times do you hear that? I just turn on music for background noise. Why? Why? What are you running away from? Yeah, it's like what can't you actually sit with right now? Right. Like sometimes I'll just even be driving and I won't even have the music on in the car, mm. and I'm like, too. okay. And I was like, oh, it's so nice to not have to think about right. anything. Like, what? <laughs> and you look around, you're like, oh, look, that's very beautiful over there. Mm -hmm. Oh, look at that beautiful bird. Wow, look, we're passing the river valley on uh, McDougal uh, Bridge or whatever. I don't even remember what it is. And it's so many beautiful sunsets and sunrises if you're passing through there. We, anywhere we go, there's music going, there's people talking, and... We were shamed for wanting time on our own. Mm -hmm. So we need to break through that cycle. I feel like it's okay. Mm -hmm. I guess the mentality too, though, that like everything has been go, go, go. And I think if that's anything that I learned over the last year was to just slow the fuck down. <laughs> right? Take time for myself and actually like understand the principle of that. And yeah, if I had any sort of like thoughts come up to actually like sit with them for a moment and actually understand where they're coming from and then being on my way from that. But yeah, just being out even in nature and actually appreciating mm -hmm. what is going on in front of you instead of what is going on in front of the screen in front of you, like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started. I get in front of the screen and I'm just like, what is going what is on Netflix? I look at all the top 10 mm -hmm. rated shows, and sometimes I think to myself, oh my God, why 
Is this what Canada is watching right now? <laughs> oh my goodness, right? It, yeah, it's... I feel really it's that we haven't been shown that it's okay to be... to take time for ourselves. We, we haven't even been modeled that it's okay to take time for ourselves. And whenever it has been modeled, it's been either a parent saying, I can't handle this shit anymore. I need some, I, I, need, I need to go for this. It was always when people took a break or, or took some time on themselves, it was when it was too late. And yeah, it was exploded. like already a breaking point. It was already a breaking point. Yeah. So what we have seen over time is how to respond to when we need something is we need to freak out and be like, I can't take it anymore. Yeah, it's like the Break reaction. Down. Yeah. Instead of feeling, oh, I'm overwhelmed. I feel exhausted. I need to address this stat. Mm-hmm. Do I need to call in support? It's, half of us don't even know how to call in support. People don't even, mm-hmm. they don't even know how to be like, um, hi. So, um, I'm really struggling right now. And what I could actually use is maybe, you know, could you whip me up a, a pan of your lasagna? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, of course I could. Yeah. Or or I just need you to listen to me right now, just for like 15 minutes. And, and actually tell people, what do you need? Because sometimes the people who don't ask for help are people who have sought help and received not the help that they wanted and they left feeling worse or unheard or whatever and next thing you know whenever they need help we're like oh fuck that i'd rather struggle in my shit Mm -hmm. than have to seek out help again and then feel like that again so i'm not going to ask for help anymore rather than be like why is the help that i'm asking for i'm not receiving the help that i need Mm -hmm. Because people are going to help you the way that they feel they could help themselves. Mm-hmm. Right? So going to the people that you, you know, this, what do I need? I need this right now. This is what I could really use. Then you f- think about who's the person that can provide that specific thing for me. Then you call that person because when you ask somebody to give support in the way that is easy for them mm-hmm. and in alignment and something that is just like oh yeah dude i can totally do that for you the support that you receive will be so genuine authentic that it will truly help you out in your situation when you seek help from somebody that isn't has the capacity or capable to provide the support you need it will backfire for you and for them because now they're like oh I don't want to do this like they want this for me like this is not what I want well, I guess I have to help them because I mean they never ask for help and they always help me okay I'll do it and then they show up and then you're like you can feel their energy and you're like oh why did I ask this for I should have never asked them I should have just done it on my own mm-hmm. blah 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 now you build a piece of resentment with them because you're like I'm always there for you I'm always helping you out and then I ask you and you can't even show up for me and this person is like see they didn't even feel like I don't even feel like they received my help like I was there helping them and they were just freaking psycho but the thing is is that both people also didn't come to the table and say you know what you want me to help you move but I can't do that right now Mm -hmm. what I could do for you is this is, is that a help for you and that person would say you know what yeah, I could actually use that. Okay, perfect. Let me help you in this way. And, you know, maybe Bubble Blah would be able to help you move. Mm-hmm. And then that person can go and ask a specific right person to help them. 
and get through the situation. I think that's really huge because I think a lot of the time if you do ask for help, it's almost like we're conditioned to have the yes or the no response, but it's never kind of like, oh, but instead, like, what if I did this? Like, we naturally just don't do that. And I know for myself, like when I have even just asked I always get some sort of like unsolicited advice as to like how I should go about it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I just wanted you to listen mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. And so for myself, like I go about my business without asking for help. Mm -hmm. And half the time if people offer to help me, I'm like, no, it's fine. It's like, I just don't want to take that. So I know that I do need to embody that a little bit more. And I do need to ask for more help mm -hmm. because when most people like call me and ask me for my help, like I'll 100% give it. Mm -hmm. But I think it's always funny. It's like when you have to look at it on your side of things, you're just like, how do I accept it? Like, <laughs> because I'm sure when you give, like when I give, and I, if I call somebody and say, I want to help you on this, what I can give, I wholeheartedly am 100% in and I want to help you and everything. So if that person actually could use that help and says no to me, Knowing especially that if it's you and you're a giver, and now it's my, I have an opportunity to give back to you, mm -hmm. and you tell me no. You have not only taken opportunity away from you to receive, you have taken away the opportunity of for me to give mm -hmm. to you. Because to give to somebody that has given to you and to show your appreciation in that time, you're like, oh, yes, I can help them. Oh, this is how I can help them. By saying no and refusing, you're taking away from that. That's such an interesting perspective. I learned that at Integrity Seminars from Rayanne. When she said that, I was like, oh my God, she's 100% right. Mm -hmm. Why? Because when I want to give, like, man, I want to give to you so badly. When you keep saying no, and I can see you could really use it, I'm just like, I just want to love you. Yeah, it's almost just like you're not allowing everybody to live up to that potential at that mm -hmm. point. You're not even allowing yourself to receive. Mm -hmm. And when we allow ourselves to receive, the magic that can come from that, especially when it's the right and perfect giving. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really have to be right and perfect. It just has to be you're receiving from somebody. When you receive from somebody that genuinely wants to do something for you, that gift, whatever it is, is priceless. Because you're receiving back what you put on the into the world. And how are you supposed to bring in abundance and, and bring in things of anything if you won't even allow love or support to be given back to you? Yeah, it's like you're struggling with that acceptance of it. So it's like if you're not even accepting it, um, when others are offering it, then the universe is just like, well, you don't want it. So you obviously don't need anything else that I have to offer. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> you can just go about living that the way you want to then and mm -hmm. when and if you're ready. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you might be ready again and it presents itself and you're like, and you still don't. <laughs> no, no, I'm good. It's okay. Hmm. But the best thing, that it'll just keep presenting itself till you start 
making a different choice. So true, though. It's, like, not always the same situation, but it'll be, like, other little things that present itself. I definitely had to embody that over the last week, and I'm like, okay, I'll take it. I'll take the help. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> I'm like, it would be stupid of me not to, so okay, let's and, do this. And what was the outcome? And, and... I am essentially going to be putting myself in a better position than I have been over the last year. So I oh, think. Wow. I think things are going to work out well, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Interesting. Hey. Yeah, I'm not trying to put any sort of like expectations or anything on it. So we'll just see how everything but flows. Even, even if the expectation or, or whatever isn't doesn't flow exactly how you want it to, the thing is, is that. You gotta trust the process. There's, there's, you gotta trust the process. <laughs> and you already stepped forward and made a step towards, you know what? I am gonna accept help. I mm -hmm. am gonna accept support. Yeah, when it was originally presented to me, I was like, no, I don't need it. It's fine. And then I like thought about it after like a day and I was like, okay. I was like, actually, yeah. I was like, I, I could use that help. Thank you. <laughs> so I'm like, thank you for still having that offer. Like, right? <laughs> You can't see, but I just did a little hand dance. Um, <laughs> she did. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think that has been, like, quite a bit. Is there anything else that you want to kind of touch on? No, that's what I've been, like, super passionate speaking about lately, for sure. All right. Feeling. And I feel that a lot of people are, are struggling with that, so... Well, that's what I've been experiencing and hearing from people. And and I feel a lot of people are out there, you know, finally stepping into self-love and just reminding people that it's it's such an amazing thing. And once you fill your own cup and you mm -hmm. feel good about yourself, once you start giving back to yourself, you actually shine and can put out more than you do when you give yourself away to everybody. Mm -hmm. I literally nodded along with everything she just said. <laughs> um, I really feel as though once you really step into those shoes specifically, that you are able to fill other people's cups. Mm -hmm. And you're not necessarily always feeling like giving that power away and that you're almost like losing energy. So it's like you get burnt out. Because I know in the past I've consistently almost gotten burnt out because I just give, 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 give. And then I'm like, okay, like I'm on the verge of like a breakdown now mm -hmm. because like I've given so much of everything away. And mm -hmm. so it's like almost like you don't even stop to appreciate the fact that you were able to give something because you were just so focused on everyone else rather than yourself. You know, um, my teacher had said, my mentor Rayanne again she was talking about energy depletion and I remember when my energy was being depleted in all kinds of areas I needed seven hours of sleep to eight hours of sleep if I didn't get seven to eight out seven hours I was functioning eight hours I would have thrived on because I, I needed it and it's because my energy was getting depleted left and right when I took back control of my energy and started, you know, watching where it was it was going and, and how I was allowing it to be used, I only need five hours of sleep now. 
Mm-hmm. Like literally, I can go to bed at midnight, one o'clock in the morning. Um, I can't believe I'm about to say this. I get up at five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I swear to God, I would always look and hear these people. I wake up at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and I journal and I do all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's great. I'm gonna sleep till eight or nine. Thank <laughs> you very much. I mean, when I wasn't working, even when I wasn't working and, and it was the weekend and I didn't have kids, 11 o'clock, dude, I was sleeping 12 hours. Mm-hmm. But now, I have more, I regain more hours in my day to do things and make magic happen because I know where I'm using my energy and, and if I feel that things are, are astray or whatever, I, I do I you know use the tools that I have to make sure that I bring myself back and and my energy's clear and whatever it is or have conversation or ask for support and I have regained time to be of more service mm-hmm. and be of of a being walking with joy and love and when things hit me I, I like whoa okay what's going on I have the ability to even step into awareness not not panic freak out anxiety I just step into awareness, observe figure it out you know let it like work through whatever it is and move on with my day and I have so much energy to, to continue on mm-hmm. to create to to play to to really enjoy life mm-hmm. but it's because of where my energy is going every day mm-hmm. and because I'm actually listening to what my body needs and wants yes take note write it down when you take care of yourself you make magic happen magic <laughs> <laughs> with a CK hell yeah with the CK yeah. <laughs> alright well I think Overall, I guess the main points are really just getting back to yourself and what Mm -hmm. you need and what you need to embody in Mm -hmm. order to make things happen in your life. What are you noticing that you're giving away in terms of energy or of yourself that you could actually put back time or energy into yourself? So whether that's taking that time for yourself by reading, writing, journaling, any of that. Whatever turns your crank. Mm-hmm. Whether that's painting, wood carving, walking, I, dancing. Mm-hmm. Even just turn on the music and just close your eyes and dance. Whatever. I, I don't know. The people have, I'm sure, some pretty crazy, exciting, cool things that turn their crank. Mm-hmm. What is it? Yeah. And, and when you find that thing that really just brings this spark inside of you, sit in that and, and really embody that and, and memorize that feeling because that's the feeling that you want to keep coming to you. Mm-hmm. And so that it can help you spark that in others. Love it. Tell us where we can find you on the social medias and things. <laughs> <laughs> Melanie Bendiaf, so Melanie and then Bendiaf, B-E-N-D-I-A-F as in Frank. You'll find me on there most of the time. Um, the website is actually 
like so close to being launched. I can't freaking wait. I can't wait. So when it's all ready to go, you can find me at theshiftinyou.com. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, but I usually hang around on Instagram a lot. Alright guys, find me there. so at Melanie Ben DF, I'll put it in the comments. It's Tunisian. Alright. Yeah. <laughs> She's doing the eyebrow <laughs> thing. <laughs> right? My big thick Tunisian eyebrows have been so blessed. You know when the big eyebrows came into, into fashion, mm -hmm. into trend? I was like, it's about time! <laughs> Yeah, I was like, no more tweezing like all of your eyebrows away. <laughs> yes, I'm in. Well, thank you very much, Carrie. No problem. I appreciate it. it I enjoyed fun. it. Yes. So happy we did this. So proud of you, too. Thank you.